Hi, it's Bill, Cullinan Manor Museum Work Historian. Sorry, this, this isn't coming out right. I'm just excited. I think I figured it out. Partly, at least. Uh, listen, can you just come to my office? It's right by the manor, not out of your way at all, and I think you'll be as thrilled as I am when you hear what I've discovered about these so-called ghosts. Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. We are so close to the end of Descent of the Culladins, it's... So, I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't know how it's going to end. I don't know how it's going to solve. This is a mystery that Danny has created just to annoy me. It's extra funny because you've playtested this, so all of that's a lie. No, it's not. I still don't know where it's going. <laughs> uh, it is, it's been... It's, it's creepy. It's full of ghosts and puzzles. It's wonderful. Every episode, we take a set of guests in this season, Descendants of the Culladins, through an escape room that Danny has created just out of her mind, just out of her imagination, just out of her uh, Googling escape room ideas and stealing them off the internet. Well. <laughs> uh, and this episode, our guests are from the Triviality Podcast. We have Neil, Jeff and Matt. Hi, guys. Hello. Hey, what's up? Uh, thank you for coming on the show. Yes, thank you for having us. A uh, little shout out to our mutual friend, uh, Lee DeGeorge, uh, who was on an episode and uh, he told us about your podcast. We all checked it out. We, we love it. We love the format, the production, the, the writing that Danny is doing, and we're just so happy to be here. And likewise, as a huge trivia fan, I couldn't believe that I hadn't found your podcast on my own, <laughs> but now it's one that I listen to most regularly. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, so speaking about that, uh, everyone here listening knows what we do. Uh, would you like to give a quick rundown of what the Triviality Podcast is? Yeah, our show is a uh, weekly pub trivia style game show podcast. So it's sort of recreating that uh, experience you have at the pub playing uh, sort of a weekly pub trivia game. And uh, we, we like to say that we have a lack of seriousness and a little bit of knowledge. So we're just four friends who are playing these trivia games together. Uh, we're not the best at trivia. We're not the best. We're no. not the best. And we're not the, <laughs> we're not the worst, but we just try to have fun Second with it. Worst. That's, we, we're just trying not to be the worst is what we were doing. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's a lot easier when I, you write I, the questions. I think that compared to a lot of trivia podcasts and just other trivia media out there, you guys do one of the absolute best jobs at making the questions very trivia enthusiast, but not too ridiculous appropriate. Yeah. I th They're I a think, really great level. You know, we, we would listen to other trivia podcasts and a lot of times it's just somebody reading down a list of facts and you either know it or mm. you don't. And that's not very fun to listen to, especially if mm -hmm. you don't know a bunch. So I try to throw as many pop culture references in every single question that I can and you know we got stories for everything and stupid characters that we like to throw in there <laughs> well look if if you're listening to this at home go check out the triviality podcast we've got links in the show notes below and not only do they have mostly general trivia episodes but occasionally they have special episodes that are like topic specific mm -hmm. like there's yes, one we just specifically did a, a about Game Harry Potter Thrones. one specifically about friends mm -hmm. Wrestlemania yeah. which I don't have much to contribute to <laughs> 
wrestling's a bit of a sore spot for some of our listeners. They say, no more wrestling. We hate wrestling. It's like, yeah, we try to do as, as much as we can for the, the trivia community or people who are just getting into trivia, like you said, bonus mm-hmm. episodes with specific TV shows or content, Star Wars, something like that. And we also um, will do an occasional special episode. We just started a bonus series called Behind the Trivia, where we're going to talk with uh, mm. movers and shakers, actors, um, athletes, and then ask them trivia about their career. And we started with uh, Mark Metcalf, who uh, you might know from yeah. Buffy, Seinfeld, or uh, Animal House. Well, that's that's really cool. Uh, so, now this, this podcast, this isn't about trivia. Trivia is one of the worst things an escape room can have. <laughs> uh, so, what is your experience with escape rooms? Well, we'll start with Matt. Matt, I don't believe, has done an escape room at all. I have never escaped a room, no. Okay, and we actually have him trapped here during all of our recordings. He actually lives here, and he's chained to the wall. Several months now. It's upsetting. (laughs) Uh, We feed him well, though. Um, But Jeff and I have done uh, a few escape rooms together. We did one together, yeah. Yep, and uh, we had a very interesting experience with our, our last one. It was... Uh, for anyone in the in the Midwest of the United States, it's called Escape Artistry, the rail car. So it's it's uh, reenacting a uh, Chicago um, L train. But I'll let mm-hmm. Jeff take it. What happened? Yeah. So basically, you have to stop the runaway L train. And uh, Neil and I, we're pretty competitive. We like uh, we know like on our show, we're not always going to win, but we we want to win. And uh, we were doing the escape room in a similar fashion, and we were doing really well. We were flying through. It was like an hour was the allotted time before the train went off the rails and destroyed the city or whatever. And uh, we're like 35 minutes in and we're like, we're, we're pretty close to the end of this puzzle. We can feel it. And we're like, does anybody have this key? We're looking for a key with a tag. Does anybody have this key with the red tag? And for like 10 mm-hmm. minutes, like the 15 of us in the room, we're just going nuts looking for this key. And our one friend, Phil, we're like, Phil, have you seen this key? And he's like, he pulls out, uh, he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out this key with a red tag. And he's like, oh, I found this like 25 <laughs> minutes ago. And so we... Mm-hmm. we uh, we were like, oh, great. Like, well, we put it in. We disarmed the bomb. We, we, uh, we finished the room and we're like, all right, how do, how do we do? And the guy's like, oh, you did it in like 47 minutes. He's like, you're like three minutes off of the fastest time ever. And Neil, oh, Neil just looks over at Phil and he's just like, Phil, Phil, man, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> uh, wonderful. Well, uh, that's, that's, that, that's, that's a pretty good escape room experience to have. That's kind of classic escape room. Oh, what you mean this then? <laughs> I've had this the whole time. Um, do you have does so the other aspect of our show we are escape rooms but we're also a tabletop role playing style for, of escape rooms. Do any of you have experience in tabletop role playing? Yes, I do. It's mostly Jeff on this. Mostly one. Jeff. Yes, I, I've I've seen tables with tops. I've never played yeah. them. I mean, I had a pretty active Dungeons and Dragons group for like six or seven years. So mm-hmm. not bad. Nice. Not bad. No. Yeah. So I I played yeah, Dragon Slayer on Nintendo once. Oh, what a nerd! <laughs> <laughs> I do not we get a lot of flack for that, here. which is good. <laughs> We're way too cool to deal with nerds. Um, well, that, that's that's awesome. So, look, Jeff seems to have uh, all the escape room and uh, role playing experience. So he'll just blow you out of the water. Oh, this is going to go really poorly for me. We hope so. If we win, we'll we'll give him credit. If we lose, we're going to blame him. Naturally. That's it. Well, I think we're probably about ready to go. At long last, we can do this. Danny, would you like to get us started? Mm-hmm. You aren't the only ones here in Bill's study. There's at least a dozen other people in here, all looking as tired and bewildered as you. So these are the other Culloden descendants, your long-lost something or others twice removed. That's pretty interesting. Though not as interesting as whatever story Bill's about to tell you, he's almost feverish with excitement. Okay, all night, 
One after another, you've been entering the manor and capturing ghosts. He gestures towards a workbench, which is covered in an assortment of items. All under Mike Culloden's employ, except for one. The baby. That didn't fit the pattern, and it didn't make any sense, because baby Rolf never lived in the manor, and he survived to adulthood. That was a mystery, but I believe I have the answer. Okay, this is pretty cool. You feel like you've arrived at the most important part of the story. You get to hear all the answers without having spent hours agonising over the questions. You wait patiently for Bill to continue. I found a way to study the ghosts trapped in these objects. And what I discovered? These are not full spirits. They weren't the ghosts of, of whole people. They were simply a part. And I believe that all these parts fit together. What I mean is, there were never eight ghosts in the house. There was one masquerading as all of these poor people. And the implications of this are huge. Perhaps none of these servants was angry or vengeful at all. Perhaps that's just the impression the one ghost wants to give you. To, to scare you off receiving your inheritance. Or should we say, his inheritance. I doubt very much it was a coincidence that the weather vane pointed us up to one of the top floor windows. The window of Mike Culloden's bedchambers. Leaving the others to bask in the brilliance of this revelation, Bill ushers you outside. You walk back towards the manor, and you already have a hunch of what he's going to ask you to do. Do you think you could be the ones to search Culloden's room to exercise his ghost for good? We'll do our best. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful! <laughs> <laughs> you leave him by the front door as you enter the house, determined to succeed on your mission. This old man ghost is trying to scare you off. Well, let him try. You don't scare easily, right? Well, at least, at least Matt, Matt kind of scares easily, so we're going to try to protect him. Yeah. Oh, guys, I don't want to go up there. <laughs> the ghost. You've got your voice done for you. Fair enough. <laughs> you wind your way up the staircases and find the room you're looking for. And to make a point... The door opens itself to let you in. You find yourself in the doorway in the centre of the south wall of an opulent bedroom. Okay. Much of the space in front of you is taken up by a huge bed with thick curtains drawn around it. The curtain facing you has a big letter C embroidered on it. There's only one window on the left wall, but the other walls have large paintings taking up the space, four in total. Beside the bed, you see what looks like a music box sitting on a bedstand. To your immediate left is a table, and on it you see a box labelled quills. And finally, to your right, you see, sitting on the floor, a small closed chest. You hear nothing. No ghost. No furious evil family patriarch, but you know he's here somewhere. All right. So, you know, we're in this room here. Uh, it's pretty, pretty large. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a very nice bed with all the, the drapery going on here. Uh, definitely mm -hmm. out of my price range. But do you yeah. think we should... <laughs> do you think it's a king? Does that matter? It, it doesn't matter. I, it, maybe, maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. But I, I am kind of drawn to this, uh, this music box. Yeah. So should we try... Do, we give it a, right. do you give him a crank? Is that what you do? Yeah. Can we crank it? Crank, crank the music box. 
all right, you go over to that bedstand with the music box, exactly as Bill did in his playtest. <laughs> it's a classic little music box, a little cube that opens up to reveal a spinning ballerina while a song plays. Except the dancer isn't dancing and the song isn't singing. You look for where to wind it and instead you spot a few different sized holes on one side. Three of them to be precise. So you wonder if there was a winding mechanism that's meant to be there that isn't. Hmm. Uh, where are we going to find this mechanism? Yeah, it's some kind of crank missing somewhere then, right? That would be my ups- assumption there. Yeah. Um, I, you know, initially I'm thinking, do we do we want to try and open the chest? Or- yeah, I'm going to guess this is locked, but you, you know, might as well head on over there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so you go back towards the door over to that chest that's sitting on the floor. It's a kind of... You suppose the right word for this is feminine? There's kind of a Mm -hmm. nice little girliness about it, and you suspect it probably belonged to his wife, Katrina, more than Mike Culloden. On top of it, you see that someone, in very neat writing, has inked a message. It says, Goodbye, my husband, and heed my imploring words. Do not become Ulfric, a man so cold his directions could not be read. That sounds like Katrina. You try to lift the chest's lid open, but it's locked and, whoa, it's heavily locked. There's a combination lock running across the front, and it requires a whopping eight letters to open. All right. Eight letters to open. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the code is not colored in. <laughs> uh, all right. So we need eight letters to open the chest. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um well, okay, so looking at that, I've got a couple questions about how you might want to go about this. So, um, Ulfric, mm-hmm. right? Who is Ulfric? Do you want to look at the paintings on the wall? What are you thinking here? We could look at the paintings, yeah. Perhaps it sounds like it's someone that um, was not liked by there's, Mr. Colden. There's so. also an unlooked at box on the table. Oh, of quills. Mm. Yeah. The box of mm. quills. Um, I should say... As you decide how to make your next move, one of your phones actually goes off. You've received a text. Oh, oh okay. It's from it's from Bill. It just says, oh, good. do you have reception? So oh. I guess you do. So I guess if you need any help, good, you good. are the lucky few who can actually call for it. Yeah. I thought it was one of my employees calling off and I was going to get really upset, <laughs> but it's not. That's good. <laughs> do you want to, what do you want to do first then? I, I like Jeff's idea. I mean, if we want to get into this chest, which we're, we're thinking that which it's going to, yeah, which we do. Um, we want to see if there's a mechanism to start the music box. Um, we need to come up with eight letters. So if there's any clues that we've seen already. Well, we know there's there's one giant letter in the room already. That's the, the C. The C, correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe that's something. <laughs> okay. The oh. code is C, 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 C. C, 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 C. And we're in. Of course. Um, so what if we... <laughs> the, the drapery is in in front of us. I, I mean, if there's an embroidered C on the front, there's probably not anything on the other side. I, you'd be just be staring at it lying in bed. I, I guess I presume we could also see if there's anything. Pull back the drapes on the bed. I'm assuming it's like a four-poster bed. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is. And so the left, the right, and the foot of the bed each has its own big curtain. And before you pull them back, you notice each one has the same letter C embroidered on it. Okay. And also it looks like the clips that are holding them up where they are are removable, but you don't see like any other clips in the room anywhere or any other poles mm-hmm. for them to clip onto. But just so you know, you could pull those curtains off if you so wanted. Okay. But now... You push aside one of the curtains to take a look at the bed. 
it's large enough for two people. There's only one pillow. So presumably this bed was both Mike and Katrina's, but after she left, it was just Mike's alone. Mm -hmm. There are several layers of extremely soft sheets and blankets. And if you end up inheriting this house, this is probably the bed you want to sleep in. Mm. As long as as long as the ghost isn't sleeping yeah. in it. Sleep yeah. in the dead man's bed. Well, there's enough room for two, so he could <laughs> conceivably <laughs> share that. I just think it's fascinating that there's one pillow because, I mean, I sleep by myself and I have like five pillows. So. <laughs> but understood. Um, knowing knowing me and wanting to, to look at everything in this room, just for, you know, for the uh, experience, can we look inside the pillowcase? Is there anything maybe in there? Yeah, so if you pick up the pillow and you sort of pull it so that you can peek inside, it's feathery. Lots and lots of little white feathers. Okay. You know what I want to do, Neil? Hmm. I want to become the man. Okay. I want to lay on the bed. Okay. <laughs> okay. So let's maybe there's something on the ceiling. If right. we lay, Yeah, I, I agree with you. Let's <laughs> lay on the bed and look, look uh, straight up. Oh, it's nice and soft. So are you on the bed or in the bed? Uh, oh. I'm, uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get in fully in. I want to be the man. I'm full experience. Sheets, yeah. sheets over me yes. and, and pillow yeah. behind me and staring up at the ceiling. Fair enough. So you stare at the ceiling. It's it's a nice ceiling, don't get me wrong, but there's nothing amazingly interesting about it. You do feel a little bit of a scratch at your leg and it seems that a couple of these pillow feathers have gotten loose. Mm. So Okay. Um, all right. So we've laid in bed. We've looked at the ceiling. Nothing there. When um, We've moved one one curtain yeah. across um can we, we remade the bed because remade the bed be rude. <laughs> um oh yeah you can fix everything if you want yeah, yeah. we do we're not <laughs> we're good good guess um so now we're, we're at the bed we've looked at the music box i guess we could go back and check out that box with the quills right so, yeah we haven't looked at that yet yeah yeah this one is not locked so you open it and as it said Inside, there are several quills lined up neatly in a row. There are all different sizes and colors, all from different birds. There is very clearly one gap. Hmm. One missing quill. Is it in the chest? Could it be... Um, oh, or actually, you know what? The, the music box is on a bedside table. Mm -hmm. is, there any, is there a drawer on the bedside table? There is not. The bedside table is purely room functional because it would be strange for a music box to be sitting on the floor. All right, so we're looking for a quill. We're looking for a mechanism to start the music box. Um, the chest. A lot, of, a lot of bird imagery in this one. You got the quills from different mm. birds, and you got the feathers. Mm -hmm. That could be something. To maybe maybe there's a bird on the painting. Let's look at the paintings. All four of the paintings are large landscapes. Two of them have people in them. Two of them don't. So the first painting you look at, it shows a man leading a huge army. The second one is just a scenic shot. Looks like. Somewhere in America, but it's hard to pinpoint where. The third one shows a man squinting to read a parchment on a snowy mountain. And the fourth is showing a particularly famous area of London. Mm. I have not specified which famous area, so picture whatever landmark you choose. Uh, which okay. one do you choose, Neil? You've been there. Uh, yes, I did. I lived in London for a while. We're going to say it's the British Museum because it was right around the corner from my uh, apartment. Oh, nice. Good choice. All right, so we have a man squinting to read parchment on a snowy mountain. We have the British Museum. We have a scenic shot of somewhere in America, and we have a man leading an army. Any any initial connections there you can think of? Well, I was curious if there's anything I can read, um, you know, any plaques or anything near around the frames. No, there aren't. It looks like they 
have space for a name on their like big bronzy gold mm. frames, but there are no names actually printed there. Uh, those make me think of, I would guess, I mean, they make me think of like Revolutionary War. If you have famous spot in England and you have a man leading an army and there's a parchment if reading. The, yeah. So he's squinting to read the parchment. <laughs> can we read the parchment? Is that, is that you something cannot. Oh, as uh, far as the level of detail in the painting goes, there are just no clear words written on it. I know Danny uh, doesn't like to put things on the back of paintings, but can we f- lift up that first painting of the man <laughs> in the army? You can, but there is nothing behind any of these paintings. Uh, okay. We thought maybe once you'd get us. <laughs> I didn't realize this was becoming a trend. <laughs> uh, but another trend that I do love, though, is let's just turn around and look at that door that closed and locked us in. Is there anything on that door? Yay! I didn't know if anything locked us in or not. <laughs> do you believe that Billy forgot this in his playtest? <laughs> Did he really? I don't have to believe it. It no? was very no, I upsetting. <laughs> I, I try to listen when Danny talks, and when she said, no one ever looks at the door, and I always put something on the door, I'm like, I'm writing that down. <laughs> All right, so you go over to the door, as any sensible person should. <laughs> it's made of a thick, dark wood. It has a sticking-out relief pattern all over it, sort of crissy-crossy, shapey, you know, crissy-crossy, like like shapey. Yeah. kind of pattern. Sure. On the, a wooden lattice. When you try the door handle, it doesn't budge. There is indeed a lock underneath the handle. And you suppose that Culloden's ghost has chosen to lock you in. Okay. All right. Anything with this pattern maybe that could help us out here? At this point, I don't know. No. Yeah. There's nothing amazingly noticeable mm. about it at this point. It's just how a patterned door would look. Maybe have we looked at maybe anything on the windowsill? Is there anything? Yeah. We haven't gone over to the window. Mm. All right. So this window, it's medium sized, perfectly square. It overlooks the garden, so there's some trees, a fountain, and there's a gravestone out there. You you feel kind of good that you didn't have to explore out there. (laughs) But there is an image for you to look at. For people listening at home, that image of the window is linked in the show notes, Uh, so you should be able to click right there and see this uh, image of looking and, out the window. And, and we have an iPad now with the program Procreate <laughs> on it, which can make wonderful artworks. This so is not one of them. <laughs> get your expectations high, people. You're welcome. I mean, uh, oh. I, I don't would know. You, this is pretty fantastic. Would you, would you people playing, uh, for the members of our audience who are driving and shouldn't look at their phones, would you like to describe the image that you can see? Yes, uh, so we're looking out the window. It uh, looks like... Um, I think it's nighttime. It's nighttime. We have some stars. Uh, we have a moon there. Um, there is some shrubbery uh, to the left, po- possibly a bench. Um, I believe those, that shrubbery is uh, a series of apple trees that Daddy has decided to make tiny. And okay. one big tree with a swing hanging off oh, it. Oh, a swing. Oh. A swing, not a sign. Okay. okay. So yeah. it's a nice a nice big swing. Uh, but the, the most curious item here is a uh, tombstone, a gravestone here mm-hmm. that is labeled MB, the initials, and mm-hmm. then Culloden. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I couldn't fit. I couldn't fit Michael B. Culloden. <laughs> okay. Yes. Well, so it was that, very uh, very this... pricey back then to to you know inscribe <laughs> paper, paper the letter. letter. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I believe that circle in the in the sort of top right area of the garden uh, is is a fountain. It's a okay. it's a fountain that fountain. doesn't work. So doesn't work. that's why there's algae. no water. Uh, okay. And there's a so, fence too. I think. Right. Yes. Yeah. Now, now, this was all from episode eight. So listeners who have listened to that one, these landmarks shouldn't be. A surprise. This mm-hmm. is what they can see from the window. So just letting you guys know as well that this is not brand new stuff. This is 
Okay. Stuff that has already been there, has already been involved in puzzles, that hmm. sort of thing. You're just getting a good old view out the window. Okay. So looking out the window, um, we know the name Michael Culloden, but mm. I am um, thinking of the name Michelle. Yeah. And it's Michelle eight is eight letters. I thought of that earlier, but I didn't want to say it. Yeah, no, could have been wrong. That's you got to say it out loud. That's what we're so we're nervous. a team. Are here. we going to go test that on the I, uh, the I, chest? I think we should. Can we please enter Michelle into the chest? You can, but it does not work uh, because, whew, much like Colin, and that would have been very guessable. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, that's that's all of our plans. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like this will be. If our... you spell Katrina the way mm. our patron Katrina. Give a mark and that's also it. eight that's letters. That's also eight letters. Oh, wow. Like my name, it, my full name is also eight letters. Oh, no. What is this? Keep well, trying all these codes. It's a hint. <laughs> uh, so c- can we please try Katrina on the chest? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, but it doesn't work. No, it's wrong. Uh, Neil, open the, a box is also eight letters. The, the mm. directions could not be read. That's what it says on the chest. The directions? Mm. Oh, that's right. The directions is... could not be read. Oh, the painting with the uh, the squinty eyes, possibly, <laughs> possibly. Mm. What was the what was the full yeah. code on that chest? Then was the, the full... quote not code quote? Oh, uh, it... Do not become Ulfric, a man so cold his directions could not be read. Mm. He would have been quite cold because I believe he was on a snowy mountain. That so. picture was of a man squinting on a snowy mountain, trying to read his parchment. So that that one's Ulfric. 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 I believe so. How do you spell Ulfric? U L F R I C. That's less, not eight letters, is I was it? Say it was it's less than eight letters. I was pretty sure I had that written down. Okay, but, so old freak is called. Old freak Old freak. Old freak. Three eyes. It's eight letters. Perhaps Ulfric is just the name of the painting since the name is so sadly missing. Mm, oh, possible. Okay. All right, I'm just trying to think. So we've got the full four paintings here. We have the curtains. Uh, they. I know we. We were told that we can take the curtains off. Hmm. Should we try that? I, yeah, they're, I guess we're running. They're quite big. They're quite heavy, but you can lie them down on the floor somewhere. There doesn't really seem to be anywhere else to put them. Okay, good. So we're out of uh, guessing words. Directions could not be read. Directions could not be read because it's always, oh, uh, it, uh, yeah, you're, you're getting in my head with that too now. Um, have we looked under the bed? Is that we have thing? not. We have not. Can we look under the bed, please? You have not. Absolutely. You lift up a corner of the many, many blankets and you peek under the bed. Nearly spotless, but there is something sitting under here. There's a pan of hot coals, the kind you know, used to warm up beds in the olden days. Mm. Well, that doesn't sound helpful. We would like no, a more helpful just, item, please. Seems like a good way <laughs> to burn your yeah, bed it's down. Just, yeah. Well, it's just like an old-fashioned frying pan full of small chunks of coal. Gotcha. And who knows how long they've been sitting here. They're definitely not hot. Well, that's good. Good to know. Is is the pan uh, light enough for us to lift up and look under or no? It is, but it's not very interesting. Okay. Just more floor. I think it's interesting. I was just maybe a manufacturer's, <laughs> manufacturer's name or something. Yeah. Um, okay. So we have the painting of the man with the army. This uh, got the snow. So we've we've gotten a clue with one painting. Um, maybe the other ones aren't mm. as integral. No, the London one seems to be unimportant. Mm-hmm. So maybe the, perhaps the man with the army. It's not the same man, is it? It does not look like the same man. Okay. So we know a quill is missing, right? Mm-hmm. We do. 
Um, mm. And it's not on the bedside table next to the music box by any chance? It is not. And there's okay. no way to open up the music box, right? It's open. Oh, yeah. I mean, the music box is openable, so you can see the little ballerina. You just can't get it to play music right. without being able to stick something into the side holes. Do you want to try some of these quills? Yeah, can we do that? Yeah, absolutely. You take the box of quills over to the music box and you start trying to fit them in. Most of these quill points are either too big or too small to fit properly in. But after a few attempts, you do find a success. There's a medium-sized dark feather from like a crow or a raven, and it fits perfectly into one of the holes. You rotate it a bit and feel it click into the mechanism of the music box. You twist it anti-clockwise until it won't go any further, and then you take the feather out, and the little ballerina starts spinning and the music starts playing. And it's a pretty familiar tune, you think. Billy, do you want to do the tune singing? Oh, do I want to do the tune? Uh, okay. <clears throat> Ding 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 That's London Bridge. Ah that is correct. Uh thank you for ten points. Sorry, my mind I was just gonna say my mind immediately went to Fergie and I feel bad about it. I know. Um and Fergie is not the clue to get into the chest. We tried. It's Fergalicious eight letters. <laughs> I was just counting it up in my head. Wait, how, how does she spell tasty again? <laughs> so London Bridge. Yeah. London. Um, it's falling down. It mm-hmm. is falling down. Whoa, that's news. <laughs> uh, can we take the painting oh, down? Brexit. Do you want to try that? <laughs> sure. Can we take the London painting down and see if there's anything behind you it? C- you can, but Nothing apparently it's my passion to not put things behind paintings. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They're on to you, Danny. All right, so we got the yeah, music box to start. Um, there, there were three holes in the music box. Does it play a different yeah. each hole? Okay. Well, the that uh, crow or raven feather doesn't actually fit in either of the other mm. holes. So you go through the trial and error process again. The second hole is extra large, so you try all the biggest feathers. Peacock doesn't work, but there is one long white one, maybe a goose or a big swan, and it does fit. So, again, you wind the music box back and you wait for it to play, and there is a different song. Well, you know who had a feather in his cap, Neil? <laughs> Yankee Doodle. Yankee Doodle. Mm. Uh, actually, that was the Roger Ramjet theme song. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you know it's eight letters. Macaroni. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Uh, stuck a feather in his cap. That's more of a, an American patriotic thing, right? So mm-hmm. maybe something with the army painting mm-hmm. that we've overlooked. So we had we had a smaller feather that fit, a larger feather that fit, but we're missing one in the middle. Mm-hmm. So do any of the other feathers fit currently in the in the third hole? None of them seems to fit into the third hole, which actually probably looks smaller than both the other mm. two. And like a crow or a raven, that's pretty medium sized. Mm. Potentially smaller. So you've done than the, the medium and the large. Okay. Because we are missing one in the middle. So. Right. Yeah. Dang. We made some progress. Wait, there's feathers in the pillow. Oh, true. 
Can we feel around in there and see if there's any that are uh, different, unlike the other feathers? It's a bit difficult to feel around and feel the difference between feathers. I don't think you're going to have much choice but to just Open dump it. the entire contents out. Okay. <laughs> All right. So right onto the bed, you dump out those pillows and you make like a big white fluffy tornado. But when the feathers are finally settled, there is one that stands out. It's pretty small still. It's not huge, but it's brown instead mm. of tiny and white like all the rest. All right. So we should try that one in the music box, I right? I think so. Okay. Let's do that. And it it does indeed fit. So once more, hopefully for the last time, you wind the music box <clears> back, <throat> then remove the quill and have a listen. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. Ding 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 ding. Farmer in the Dell. Hmm. No. No. Oh wait. I mean, that's probably the same tune, right? Could be. This is. Ding 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 ding. Oh, I know that. I know that tune. I just I can't think of it. Um, it well, it seems. You know, we have Yankee Doodle was a soldier, right? Mm-hmm. So I, you know, maybe that goes along with the first painting. Was the he second... a soldier? He went to town riding on a pony, stuck a feather in his hat, and said, "I'm a fancy boy." <laughs> oh, that's true. Uh, that's, that's that's not incredibly much like a soldier. <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. That's what the song's about. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me! Look at the feather in my hat! But I am fancy, like a macaroni. Oh, man. All of America just unfollowed you. Hey, America, Yankee Doodle's a fancy boy. That's the point of the song. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right, so we have, so we've gotten all the songs. Do the songs correlate with the paintings? uh, Or are we just, are any of those songs leading us to um, perhaps eight letters that will get us? Did anything else happen after the uh, music box played? No, but shall we go into a bit more about that last song, about what it is? Yes, let's call Bill. Uh, hello. Hi, Bill. Uh, we're having a little bit of trouble here. We need you as a lifeline uh, for, to be our personal Shazam. You know, none of the other Kaladins had to call me, so I guess I just uh, misplaced my faith in you. That would be correct, um, sir. None <laughs> <laughs> of the others had phone reception. reception. Right. So, so what songs? Play, play. Well, what songs were you playing? Uh, Pick them for me. Um, are we gonna go through this again? Uh, I can't remember. So the first one was my London, London, London bridge has fallen down. No, it's not Fergie. Um, <laughs> ah, so the first... delicious, indeed. <laughs> I've completely forgotten how Yankee Doodle or London Bridge goes. Um, well, that's okay, because you recognize those two. Well, that's okay. fine. And what was this third one? Uh, the third one was, um, uh, what was it? dun 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 why don't you, I'm just singing. Why don't you play? Let's play the music box. Oh yeah. And the music box goes. Ding 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 ding. Oh, maybe it's Farmer in the Dell. No, that'd be silly. Sounds to me like what's it's that you know the Grand Old Duke of York. He had ten thousand men. 
He marched them up to the top of the hill, then he marched them down again. And when they were up, they were up. And when he just starts singing, <laughs> you can hear favorite. him marching around his study. <laughs> and when they were down, they were down. And when they were only halfway up, they were neither up nor down. Ha <laughs> uh, ha! Yeah, it's the Grand Old Duke of York. Oh, of course. That came up on my Spotify list last week. I must have just forgot about it. <laughs> he had 10,000 men. He marched them up to the top of the hill, then he marched them down again. Okay. We got some Yankee Doodle. Mm-hmm. Grand Old Duke, Yankee Doodle, and London Bridge. So, as Jeff said, I think the painting of, of a famous London landmark, which we chose ourselves, uh, perhaps isn't important. Um, so, <laughs> But it's an English landmark. It is an English landmark. Um, so we have the... Very um, much a London landmark. Mm-hmm. So we were right there. Right. We have the scenic shot of America, what could be America. Um, mm-hmm. We have the squinting to read the parchment paper on a cold uh, mountain. And then we have uh, the army, leading the army. So, Jeff, what are you thinking? Well, the painting's the Duke, right? Because it's 10,000 men, right? Mm-hmm. That, that makes the sense. The army. Yeah. The army, yep. So the grand old Duke... And then what was the uh, the scenic slide? I don't know. I guess that could be for Yankee Doodle. Perhaps. Oh, what, are there any details on that scenic shot of what could be America that are important? Uh, let's just say that you are quite confident that it is somewhere in America. Okay. Okay. So Yankee Doodle. Is there anything else in the box of quills or was it just the feathers with the missing feather? Uh, the box of quills, that was all there was in there. Okay. And is Just there anything, quills. anything else on the table that we took the box from or under it, I should say? That's actually an interesting one. So you take a look at this table. It is a bit unusual. So you've got the legs and the rim. They're all just normal wood. But most of the surface of the table is made of some kind of stretched canvas or like a vellum, a preserved animal skin or something. Mm-hmm. So stretchy, but sturdy, not likely to tear off, but it's quite unusual hmm okay so how can we get in this canvas guys because i feel like there's something behind the curtain and it's not the wizard (laughs) um yeah there's nothing else in this room basically uh well we can we know that we can take off the fastening attachments for the the, clips the the clips i don't sharp enough to perhaps or we could take the music box maybe and try and smash it (laughs) The ballerina Always the favorite head. solution for escape rooms. Uh, I mean, as they say, if you can't take it off, break it off, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> no one says that. As, as Taylor Swift says. Oh, exactly. <laughs> well, just for fun, uh, can Jeff? Jeff is going to try and punch through that canvas. So the canvas does not break, mm. and let's say you try to punch through the top, doesn't mm. break. So you try to go underneath and punch through the bottom. It still doesn't break, of course. That would be ridiculous. But while you're under the table, you notice that there's something underneath it that you didn't quite notice before. One of those table legs is sitting on top of a kind of crease in the floor. Uh, You brush aside some of the dust under the table around this crease that you can see, and you find that the line extends a bit longer, and there's a definite square in the floor under here. If you didn't know better, you'd say that it was a very well-concealed trapdoor. You try to get your fingernails under it, but with a little bit more brushing aside, you see that there's actually a quite ornate bronzy gold lock holding it shut with a four-letter combination required to open it. It was a it was below the box of quills. Does that 
Oh, uh, maybe, well, we know that one of the feathers was a crow, yeah. one was a swan, and one, we don't know, the brown, or peacock, I believe, was yeah. one of them. So maybe we can try... Oh, s- no, peacock was one of the useless ones that oh, didn't Oh, the useless work. ones. Oh, okay. So maybe... So you we- had a big big goose or swan, you had a raven or a crow, and small brown. Small okay. brown. Small brown. Should we try crow, crow and swan? Yeah, might as well. They do not work. Uh, let's see... Any ideas, Jeff? You're ruminating. I am ruminating. I'm going to go look out the window while you ruminate, Jeff, just to see if I'm seeing anything here. Yeah, very little has changed. Maybe Bill's out there, just sort of hanging in the backyard, swinging on the swing. Should we try Bill? (laughs) (laughs) Like texting him or his name? (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, so we know, I'm just going to kind of talk out loud while you, you think about this, Jeff. So we know there's a music box. We know the music box w- works three different songs. We had to use the quills to get in the song. There's uh, nothing on the bed, nothing on the ceiling. We've taken the curtains down and put them on the floor. We found the secret um, trap door with the golden lock, bronze lock, and stretch canvas, stretch cam. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we know there's three songs that come out of the music box. The chest still needs eight letters to enter. Uh, anything in the paintings, maybe? There's four paintings. This is a four-digit. Mm-hmm. That could be mm-hmm. something. Well, four-letter, but four letter, yeah, yeah. fair enough. I'll keep saying digits. Well, there is an <laughs> there is an army in the first one. Could okay. it be army? That does not work. Okay. I would think it'd be like a letter from each of the paintings, and that would make a four-letter word. That makes sense. So the one... So I maybe we're looking at Duke and... Ulrich, what was his name? Ulfric. Ulfric, he's the other one. Mm-hmm. We have the Yankee Doodle. Yankee the, Doodle. Like, scenic one. Yeah. There's just a scenic painting of probably yeah. America. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, what was the other one? Yeah, the so you London. had Ulfric, the Grand Old Duke of York, London oh. Bridge is falling down, and Yankee Doodle. Uh, can we try York? It does not work. Can we try Ugly, U G L Y? <laughs> and where did you get that? Um, from Ulfric, Yankee Doodle, London Bridge, and Duke of York. Hmm. Or Grand, Grand Old Duke, yeah. Old Duke of York. Yeah. That makes the lock click open, ah. this trapdoor. You pull back the trapdoor and you find a few steps. It's a bit tight for a secret room, but nevertheless, you carefully start to make your way down. There are only a few stairs, so you don't have to worry about lights or getting stuck but what you might have to worry about is a bit of dehydration because it is hot in here. You can't imagine it's natural. It might be some wayward exhaust pipe or Culloden's secret private sauna, but every pore in your body opens up and you just start sweating. You're amazed that this heat didn't carry up to the bedroom itself. You reach the bottom of the stairs and look around, but besides a whole lot of what looks like graffiti on the walls, there's not much here. But from above you, you hear the trapdoor slam. You again? How many times do you have to be told to stay out? Are you deaf or stupid? Out! I will get my lawyer on this. Then there's silence. Mike Culloden, clearly a charming guy. (laughs) You look up, and the trapdoor is still wide open. The slamming must have been an illusion. Hmm. So we're still down in the little room though, right? 
Yes. Okay. He's hot. So first thing He's I'm going to do, take off my shirt. Obviously. <laughs> Second <laughs> thing. Show the back tat. <laughs> show the back tat. Second thing I'm going to do is I'm going to focus on the graffiti on the wall. Is there any more mm. details about that? Yeah. Like most graffiti, it contains a lot of indecipherable nonsense. But there are some shapes as well. Lots of shapes. The main motif seems to be circles. As if to confirm that, on the wall right beside the stairs, there's a full sentence. The only complete sentence that you can see down here. A circle is made out of two semicircles. Hmm. Again, from above you, you hear Culloden scream, Out! Out! <laughs> he really doesn't want you down here. I really don't want you down here! Which surely means mean? there's something rather important about this place. That's something Still... <laughs> You probably want to come up sooner or later because, oh, God, it's so hot. Yeah. Is there anything else down here we need to see? No. I don't think no. so. Other than that phrase, I mean, unless there's something on the stairs themselves, but maybe we can. Is there anything on the Not opposite side of the trap door? No. Okay. All fine. Okay. You've seen it all. All right. All right. We're heading up. Now we're up. Good job, guys. We made it. So a circle when is you made. You down, out, you are down. Uh, a circle <laughs> is made. Out of two semicircles. Uh huh. Anything there? It is factually correct. <laughs> so we've just been in the in the trap area, and yeah. it was very very hot. Uh, maybe there's some cold air emanating from the window. If we go to the window, is there anything discernible about that fountain out there? Any details? No, just the. Well, I mean, you can see it well enough. It's not running. It's just. A sad gray circle. Okay. Is it shaped like two semicircles? <laughs> well, a circle is just uh, two semicircles. Uh, okay, I yeah. suppose in theory it may have been built like that. We couldn't open the chest, but we didn't do anything else with it, did we? No. no. We didn't try to move it or manipulate well, it anyway. Danny did say it was very, very heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even remember if I said that, but fair enough. But oh. it is. <laughs> um, so we're, so we're looking for an eight-letter combination at this point to get into the chest, presumably, yes? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. This is mm-hmm. going to sound really dumb, but usually in escape rooms, I try to say everything I can, and then maybe it'll lead us mm-hmm. somewhere right. But two semicircles, for some reason, it's making me think of the infinity symbol, and infinity mm-hmm. is eight letters. I don't know. Just something to try. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's eight letters. It does not work. Okay. Oh, worst idea ever. I know. I'll put, I'll put my shirt back on. So right, the, only, the only sentence we could read, a circle is made out of two semicircles, mm-hmm. has eight words. Mm-hmm. Oh, so maybe the oh first letter. Oh, my God. What have I done? Oh. So many eights. So that is not the answer. And eight is a sideways infinity. Yeah. Oh, true. We saw oh. it. Change, change your answer. <laughs> I, felt, I felt like uh, hey. Rain Man there for a second or uh, Beautiful Mind with all the... But it didn't work. Mm. Yeah. I, don't know, I keep going back to the... What's written on the so, chest? Matt, you you had a a line there with ugly. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, sound good for the rest of the game is what you're saying. <laughs> no, no, I was gonna say <laughs> your maximum contribution. <laughs> so are the paintings our only clue there? I think, I think that's where the paintings lead. Okay. So let's just say the paintings are not existent anymore. Uh, what do we have left? We have the box of quills, which we've used. We have the uh, How many quills were there? Several. 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 All different colors and sizes, one gap. Um music box itself is eight letters. I don't know if that's... <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, well, so on the chest was written, goodbye, uh, my husband, right? Mm-hmm. Goodbye, my husband. Uh, mm-hmm. Heed my... Oh, heed my imploring. Implore? Implore. I-M-P-L-O-R-E. Is that seven, right? Yeah. Oh, 
so close. He'd. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a word. Yeah, I think you have to. We have to figure it out. Well, That's already who written. do we have? We have Ulfric. We have Katrina, n- not eight letters. We have Michael, not eight letters. Um, Michelle was a name that we thrown out. Rolf, it is, does not fit. I remember a few episodes ago, Rolf was just telling us to break things. That's what I was hoping for. We just break some stuff. Good old Rolf. Here there he is. Um, again, again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dark wood. No, that's it is eight letters, but it's dark not. Dark wood. <laughs> uh, how many words could possibly have eight letters? A, a lot. Just as how it many? Uh, all right, jo- uh, man. All right, so we, we there's the message written on the on the chest. Oh, oh, what about the? Can we take letters from her message as we did with the paintings? Like the first letter of each of her words, maybe? Mm, presume so. Um, can we, I don't know it exactly, but could we take the first letter of the message on the chest and use that as the clue? Um, you will get G-M-H-A-H-M-I-W-D-N-B-U-A-M-S-C-H-D-C-N-B-R. That's probably too many. <laughs> Not a math whiz. Have we uh, we haven't looked at the actual rods that held the the curtains? Anything on there? Um, there's nothing amazing about the rods, just that those curtains were removable. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So let's inspect yeah. those again. Big C's on them. Yes, yeah, so we have a big C. Um, oh, I'll see. Okay, and I apologize. I love the movie The Santa Claus. And in the Santa Claus, the actual words have tiny clauses within the words. <laughs> so can we just look at the letter C and see if there's anything hidden in the C? Uh, nope. So each one just has the big C on it. Uh, nice capital C. If you flip the curtain over, you can see the image in the stitching on the other side as well. It's gone all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, there doesn't seem to be any secret writing on there or anything. Just the C's. Mm. That C's got to be colored in i would think right yeah that um, would make the most presumably sense. and there's three there are three c's correct yes okay yeah the uh the circle being made out of two semicircles makes me feel like we got to put like two things together i was just thinking that yeah. same thing because the c's putting the c's together would make a circle um is that what you're talking about i don't know can you can you configure the curtains in such a way that they make a circle yeah can we try that can you give me uh paint, paint me your word picture for what you're doing so are we are we pulling the curtains back in such a way that the the C's connect into a circle? Is that what we're attempting yes, to do? Yes. Yes. All right. So are they currently like on their rods around the bed, or have you laying them out? Just did we just ever trying put to get them the picture up? right? We haven't put them back up yet. So can we try it on the ground? Yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna All lay right. them on the ground on top of each other in such a way that the okay. C's overlap and make a circle. Yep. So you take two of them. You throw away the third curtain. It's not necessary. You do a bit of flipping, a bit of folding, and you end up sidling two of them together to make one regular C and one backwards C look like a circle or one upside down C. I'm, I'm not judging. Why Culloden's ghost is crazy about circles, you don't know. Nor do you know what could possibly be accomplished by doing this until you step away from the curtain and like you've initiated some sort of Wiccan voodoo who knows what curse um the area in the center of your circle that you've just made bursts into flames oh you can't tell whether this is real flame or another ghostly illusion flame but 
Oh, you hope that the bed doesn't catch fire. You've got feathers everywhere. That's going to be a horrible hazard. And half of this house, if not more, is just made exclusively of dry wood. But the fire reaches the border of the sea circle and then it stops like the circle is keeping it trapped in place. The small area of curtain keeps burning until it burns itself out. The middle of the circle is completely gone. But the rest of the curtains look like nothing's happened. And there is something sitting right in the center of your circle. It's a little key. Hmm. Perhaps it was sewn inside the curtains. So we have a key. Now we know we don't need it for the bronze lock. We did that already with the trap door. Can we, mm-hmm. Let's just try the, the door just to first. The room? Yeah, to the room itself. Mm. Yeah, so you go over to the door and this key fits in that lock. But it doesn't turn Hmm. is it stuck or is mike culloden deliberately jamming it well i mean he's just one stupid ghost you can overpower him so to try to catch him off guard you just wait for a second or as bill did said look over there and then you so you you give a really sudden hard wrench on the door handle and you hear a loud crack um okay so you didn't open the door you may have made things worse okay, good. because th- that whole patterned relief, uh, the whole top half of it has actually fallen clean off the door in front of you. So just a perfect square of this patterned wood with some of its pattern still intact inside of it. It sort of hits the floor and then some of the patterny bits all just break off with only a few bits left intact. You've now just got this big wooden square and it doesn't look like it's going to go back on the door easily without a lot of glue or nails. I mean, maybe Culloden won't be mad at you about destroying <laughs> his room, but you have broken his door and set a fire, so... <laughs> two for two. Ha 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 Again! Again! Ha 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 ha! No, he doesn't. <laughs> so, so do we want to see if there's anything written on the on piece this, of wood? On the piece of wood? It fell. Sure. No, so it's it's just a dark brown, almost black piece of perf- quite semi-reasonable size, you know, half a door, uh, square, but there's nothing written on it, and it's only got a few fragments of its pattern left in it. So we have a square, and we have a circle mm-hmm. that are empty in the middle. Uh, that always makes me think of... You know, using it almost like a uh, like a map key of some sort. Well, also remember the the family trees had the circle in the square. Oh, was that, oh man, thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you're the correct. Family trees that we saw in episode five with the lawyer. Yes, they we had a whole series of family trees with squares and circles and all that sort of stuff. Well, we we did know that the circle was, if this is even you know important, Jeff. Uh, the circle was Katrina. The square was Mike. Mm. Uh, the diamond. Oh, diamond. No, it's seven. Darn. Um, sorry. <laughs> diamond was the unborn. Right. Um, should we be looking for a diamond? Well, another thing, too, to think, wasn't there um, eight people or oh, ghosts? Oh, yes, you're right. Uh, oh, my God. There uh, have been eight ghosts. <laughs> not useful, but good to, good to remember. Wow. Oh, just keep coming at this the wrong way. Well, to go back to the, the curtains... For some, how how big is the is the circle that we've made with the fire? Ooh, um, I can't think of a good 
reference I size. Not quite a hula hoop. <laughs> okay. Because okay. basically what I'm, I'm so thinking... Three quarters of a meter? Because <laughs> basically what I'm thinking is, is you have these curtains, you have a, a big hole in the middle. Mm-hmm. Is it something that we either put up on the painting to uh, focus on something in the painting that's a clue or put up on the window... Uh, yeah, fo- it's probably too. The circle is probably too big to make a focus. Okay, okay. okay. So the big, big old circle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we have that a sp- said. Keep talking because you may have accidentally said some good stuff in there. All right. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Back, back to the recording. You may have, have lucked <laughs> into a solution, you dummies. <laughs> <laughs> Something about the curtains. Maybe. Let's see. Anything else we haven't investigated? I'm thinking we've looked at all the paintings. Yeah. We've mm-hmm. we investigated both tables. We've right. yes, we've inv- I yes. believe so. Okay. Yep, because one had the canvas, the trapdoor, one had it was just a, a regular table with the music box on top of it. Oh. Um oh, okay. No. I thought maybe the no, parchment. No. I was going to say what what about the parchment of the of the table? We can't we couldn't tear it. So I don't know what. But else. can we? Can we? I'm trying to think. Does it have something to try do with burn it? No. Yeah. <laughs> Is there something we can we can uh, connect with the painting with the parchment? Because mm-hmm. it's very distinct that he's looking at a piece of parchment. Mm. Um, um, is there any lettering on the parchment painting itself that we can see that he no, cannot? No, there's not. Okay. This has been this has been asked. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and um, so why why wouldn't he be able to see the? Let, let's focus on that. Why wouldn't he be able to yes. see the parchment? Uh, it was in a snowy field, right? Mm-hmm. It's cold. Maybe it needs to be somewhere where it's hot. Mountain? No, oh, it's hot downstairs. That's what I'm, you know. He's on a mountain. Oh, that's eight letters. It's probably just going to be another no. If we, but... take, if we take the table underground where it's hot, maybe it'll you'll be able to read it. That's what I'm thinking. Like, can we take the table and do something with it as like a... Um... You could uh, rub those coals on it. I don't know if that activates oh. it. <laughs> Well, the coals don't actually leave any residue on them. I don't know. Okay. Maybe they're just a bit old and cold for that, or just, maybe I don't know how coals work. Yeah, just old coals. Okay. But yeah, they're just a tray of cold coals. Can we just take the coals and dump them out of the pan? Yeah, and see if there's anything else in the pan. Let's you can, to... but there is not. Okay, so now we got coals so, next to the pan. It's a mess. I'm upset. Yeah, we've... In humiliation, you start one by one to put them back in the pan. So okay. we've burned the floor. They're cold. They're cold at the moment, though. Yeah. So well, they're, no, no, they're, they're, they're we know. I'm calling warmer. them cold coals. No, no, they are cold the, coals. With the curtain on the ground, we burned the floor. Oh, yeah. And then we oh, threw coals true. and feathers all over the place. <laughs> 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 Rather destructive. <laughs> all right, so he's on a snowy mountain. Yeah. Can't read his parchment. And can't read his parchment. Yeah, one more time. Goodbye, my husband, and heed my imploring words. Do not become Ulfric, a man so cold his directions could not be read. We oh, gotta heat something oh, up. Let's bring the painting in the basement. Didn't I say that like ten minutes ago? Did you? I don't know if you did. <laughs> Can we take the painting off? Sure. Go through the trap door. Let me take my shirt off first and bring the painting <laughs> in the basement. Your shirt was already off. This has been no. I put, I put it back on because oh. I was ashamed that I right. couldn't think of the right eight letter word. <laughs> Well, you can just manage to finagle the painting down that trapdoor stairs, but the painting seems to, as far as you can tell, just be regular old paint. Hmm. You nothing changes. I think, about we, it. I think we needed to bring the table to the basement. Oh, the canvas table? Yeah. yeah. Oh, the maybe... table definitely doesn't feel like it's going to fit, though. Okay. Can we get that canvas? How do we get that canvas off? Oh, so we can bring the coals to the 
to the downstairs room and heat, heat them up, up and then bring it back to the parchment. I like your thinking. And then mm. heat up the table. So let's, Matt is going to take the, the pan <laughs> uh-huh. in the basement, but take the shirt that I took <laughs> off, wrap it around the handle so it's <laughs> not hot. Control. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, can we heat up the coals, bring them up and pr- place them under the canvas table? Yes, you can. You take that pan of coals down the trap hole, hot air surrounds them. They don't exactly get red hot, but after a couple of minutes, they're definitely too hot to, say, hold in your bare hand. And they even make a little nice sizzling noise. Mm. And you take them, you hold them up as close to the table surface as you can, and the heat does seem to be revealing something. You hold the coals right underneath the tabletop, and eventually the hidden message comes through completely. Now, you aren't sure whether this is a document or if it's like an imprint, uh, like like blotting paper sort of mm-hmm. thing of some paper that was written over the top of it in the past. But either way, you can make out a few lines quite clearly. And good old fancy legal words. It says, Declaration of Document Amendment Request. Number of documents, two. Document one, official family tree, Culloden, erasure. Document two, birth certificate, destruction. Okay. So, so erasing the Culloden family, family tree, tree and, and and to get rid of the birth certificate, so there's no evidence of this right um, child who was Rolf, right? Or maybe it was a different one. Maybe it's a different kid. This was Katrina's. Oh yeah, Katrina's kid who Katrina's. ran off with. Is that? It was Rolf. All right. Calm down, Jeff. I'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> and Rolf is not eight letters. It, no, <laughs> it is not six Fs. But, uh... <laughs> So I liked the coals. We got the coals. I feel like... Yeah, well done. Um, that was Matt. Thank you, Matt. Yeah. Um, I'm on a roll. All right. We have the square. We haven't done anything with the square yet. So can we... The square of wood. Can right. We, can we put that... Um, can we put that up against the painting somehow? The paintings are rectangular. So mm. like you can... It doesn't feel like it fits in any particular way. Gotcha. Is it the same size as the square window? Maybe cover over the it's window. It's exactly the same size as the square window, as oh. a matter of fact. I'm going to cover over the window. Blackout. You can take a look at the other picture that you were sent, because right. once you put that image up there, yeah, the backyard scene looks pretty similar, but there's a little bit of a difference going on. Uh, for people at home, that is linked in the show notes below. You can see what's happened to the window view now that the wooden frame has been placed over the wooden frame of the window. Would you guys like to describe what you see? Um, so the there's a square around the the swing, uh, and it's connected to the fountain uh, via a line, and then uh, that's sort of in like a T. It goes down to the the grave, uh, and that sort of looks like a genealogical tree. Oh, um, it does look like a genealogical tree. Now we do know that the diamond uh, means unborn, but it is a circle around M. B. Cullen, which would make it a female. Mm. Right? A dead female? <laughs> I could <laughs> be way off. I'm sorry. Mm. No, that's I mean that's interesting. You've you've cracked it pretty much straight away. There's there's a square around the around mm-hmm. the swing. A cir- the fountain itself is a circle. They're connected and have a line coming down from that connection that is a circle around the grave. It looks sort of like the family tree we saw in episode five, except that wasn't a diamond. It's not a diamond now. The diamond meant unknown or unborn. It's a circle. Mm-hmm. So we have Michael B. Well, no, it's female. A circle would be female, I believe. Which, uh, which is strange because the diamond we assumed was the unborn baby Rolf. Rolf, mm. definitely a male baby. Interesting. Um, so we're looking 
perhaps we're looking for a female name that could be unlock the chest that's in the corner. And it's not Michelle for the 15th. And, or Katrina. Because <laughs> Katrina would be the, the mother. Um, are there any other... Katrina's fe- the fountain. Or the fountain. Correct. Katrina's the fountain. <laughs> um, who's the swing? The swing would be uh, Michael. What about Mary Beth? It's Mary, MB. That's four letters. <laughs> four. four. Eight, it's eight total. Yeah. I will not expect you to guess girls' no. names. Well, okay. You already had a girl's name. Yeah. You yeah. already knew Michelle is a girl's name. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, it's eight. I thought we tried it. Yeah, yeah, we you did. did. We? Oh, okay. yeah. So the name isn't what's important. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's not what you've just discovered. It's, you it's you the, already knew the name. Yeah, it's the the connection and the gender that we did oh. not know. Hmm. And what's the connection? Oh, daughter. Daughter's eight letters. Can we try that? You put in the word daughter to the chest, mm-hmm. to the and chest. the lock clicks open. <gasps> oh, I'm redeemed. <laughs> Finally, got an eight letter word that was correct. <laughs> You swing the chest's lid open. Even though Mike Culloden's ghost has been the one yelling at you tonight, it seems that it's Katrina Culloden's belongings that's going to give you the key to getting rid of him. Inside the chest, there's a meager pile of belongings. Sitting on the very top is a single wedding ring. Under that, you see a marriage certificate, along with some love letters between Mike and Katrina. He certainly doesn't come across as verbally abusive there. You move those aside, and underneath, you see something new. It's a birth certificate from a few years before Rolf, your ancestor, was born. Michelle Culloden, it reads, and stamped over the details about birth height and weight and such in sharp red ink are the words, to be destroyed. There's one more piece of paper left in the chest. You pick it up and it's blank, so you flip it over. And in large red letters, you read, I was destroyed. Behind you, you hear Culloden's voice snarling by the door. How dare you be here? How dare you show your ugly face? How dare you? The how dare yous keep coming, but the last one doesn't come out the same as the rest. His voice cracks, splinters, and like a cocoon releasing its insect, a new voice bursts from within his ghostly throat. It's higher, it's shriller, and it's younger. How dare you? the ghost of Michelle Culloden whispers before vanishing through the door, leaving you locked inside. <laughs>